Wonder about the future and how you'll be working and learning? Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work, with your host, Danielle Wallace. Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work. Today, I'm delighted to have with me Bant Breen of Canary. Um, well, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm the uh, founder and chairman of a company called Canary. Uh, we, spe- we spell it horribly with a Q, so Q-N-A-R-Y. And we are one of the leaders in uh, working with executives to optimize and grow their online presence. So we have developed a technology solution that helps them optimize what they look like in search as well as social media. It generates thought leadership content for them and in, in helps them engage that content with the key other key thought leaders in their specific business vertical. And with that thought of optimizing, as you look from our current state to the future state, you know, Matt, there's been just so much change that's happened in the industry overall. What do you think are some of the trends or maybe the ways of thinking that we'll see that will take us into 2042? I love the question and the challenge. And certainly we see some some very clear trends. Probably two things that I think some are somehow related almost the challenge of of being a human right now we we as individuals and executives are living through a moment where you really won't go through a day where you won't hear about a new company that's offering a life coaching or executive coaching service and or a new medication to support executives with anxiety or um, a new system by a company to help alleviate stress in their work environment. And I, I believe all of this is related to the fact that we as human beings are really, really struggling with how we fit with work in general, how uh, we position our lives and our passions and our families uh, in the context of work and really struggling with the, the, the fundamental issue, which is it's much easier when someone tells you what you need to do or uh, tells you the rules of a game. I'm I'm a I'm a very active amateur tennis player, and probably one of the wonderful things of my life is when I'm on a tennis court. I know the rules, I know the parameters, I know the variables. I've been playing this game for my whole life. But the reality is that the new world offers so much flexibility for every human being that it requires you as a person to take so much more focus on yourself and and really define your own destiny, your own strategy. And that is very, very hard. It's very hard for people. And I don't think we should fool ourselves. Even the most successful trailblazers struggle with this. So it's it's not something that should be uh, treated lightly, but we we have to wrestle with that. And as human beings, we need to come come to terms and accept that it's up to us to define our paths, and we can live in a completely flexible way. The other thing is really uh, related to the maturation of technology. So over the next 20 years, whether you 
follow, you know, I've done, I have a PhD in machine learning and you look at the, 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 the evolution of machine learning over the next 20 years is really when you're supposed to see some early variation of the singularity of some sort uh, where machines can essentially at least think or outthink us in almost every way. So what that requires is perhaps another moment of uh, identity crisis for humans as we we wrestle with our relationship with the tools that we have developed over the last uh, 50 to 100 years. And um, and so that's going to be a big part of our lives. I mean, in the immediate term, I don't want to make too much of it. I'm not I'm not a science fiction um, individual that will try to scare you in those regards because I'm not scared about it. What I, I am is actually quite excited by it and how individuals can embrace it to to really improve their their lives. And then the third thing would be if, if there was a third trend over the next 20 years, it's going to be the fact that we're living in a world where we seem to be at the brink of stretching our resources, our, our natural resources to the limits. And so it's going to be balancing all this stress of em- energy and technology. You know, all this technology requires a lot of power. And so there will be a short-term boost in terms of the need and, and, and use of renewable energy. But I think we shouldn't kid ourselves. By 2042, if we're not using something like fission or something like that, we will have serious problems as a society. That's so true. And all these really do culminate in this identity crisis of humanity, Mm. as you so speak. I really like the fact that you're weaving through this is a current challenge of Mm. being a human. And with this new course of our flexible new world, we do really need to define our own destiny. And hopefully our listeners today can grab some insights from this discussion to be able to start to plot some of the micro pieces as they are starting to chart their destiny. I also wanted to pick up on the second point that you mentioned as the maturation of technology. So with that, in the future world, in 2042, we know that technology and artificial intelligence, as you're saying, play such an important role. But we're also seeing that today it's a hot topic. What do you think some of the ways that we could see AI impacting future workforce? So a couple of things just about machine learning in general. What, you're absolutely right. It is a hot topic over the last two, three, four years. It is a central topic this year as companies and executives plan for the future. But it should be very clearly understood as not a new topic. A lot of the science, a lot of the math behind machine learning is actually not new, uh, and that that is actually probably something that people don't necessarily want to hear, but a lot of the biggest thinking was done in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And what we're now at a point is seeing a lot of those ideas being commercially rolled out. So we're seeing kind of a a moment where some of the early machine learning thinking now is, uh, is now able to be rolled out because of the maturation of hardware, software, things like that. So that's kind of the, the first point. So it's it's a relatively early moment in in reality. Now, how that's going to change things is 
there still are so many companies that are that are being presented tools in the machine learning space and they get very excited because as a salesperson they can an individual can come in and get you really really excited by the potential however very few companies are actually structured or have set up their data uh, in any way to make any meaningful value out of it. So there's a lot of kind of work that needs to be done. It's not the funnest or sexiest work um, to be done. The second element, though, relates to what you were highlighting, which is the future of work. No company, absolutely zero company, has redesigned themselves around machine learning yet. Now, there are big companies, I'd say most notably Amazon, that are actively structuring around upskilling and talking about how they will invest billions of dollars to upskill their workers. But you trickle that down to less progressive companies and it, there will just be silence around the idea of machine learning. In fact, there's almost no training, no operational restructuring. And, and that, will, that will probably not happen for a while, but that is the moment where things really change. And, and, and you, so just to kind of give you an example from the world that I come from, I come from the advertising and marketing world. In the old days, if you were coming up in advertising, you were a young rising star, creative star, you would perhaps start by doing some editing in the studio and you would not really get a chance to kind of come up with the bigger ideas and you would work your way up as you kind of saw the great creatives do ideas. Nowadays, with with machine learning, a lot of that, a lot of that kind of mundane work can actually be done more effectively with machine learning tools. So, how do you train young people? How does a human learn? You know, we've we learn from birth to death from seeing and watching, and and if we're not doing that, then how do you? How do you bring new people in? And so I think that's kind of one of the biggest challenges that it requires us a rethink of how we as humans learn. Very thought provoking with this insight that truly we're not yet organized uh, structurally within any enterprise to truly take advantage of the benefits of machine learning, both from an operational standpoint or even just the data set ready. I think that really poses some interesting conversations that organizations can have internally about that future roadmap to get there. And what I'd like to draw a further conversation on is that point about how do we then in this future world train new people if they aren't starting off at that foundational level, getting into the weeds, as you're saying, with editing and cutting as an example, how do they get into that step with those detailed or sufficient enough understanding of those fundamentals if that is no longer part of their uh, learning journey throughout their career. Fascinating to see how the various industries and in particular learning and development might need to pivot to meet that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that even if we make amazing breakthroughs in the machine learning space in the next 20 years, it would be an incredible thing to imagine that we will be able to parallel the way the human brain works in terms of the uh, logical leaps that we, we as humans are able to make. And so th that to me is something that will happen down the road for sure. 
But in the next 20 years, we're going to be in a situation where we have machine learning tools that will be able to give us access to tremendous amounts of information. Uh, we'll be able to simplify tasks that would have taken hours of really horrible kind of experiences for all of us. Uh, a lot of that can, can be removed. And the, the, the individuals that will succeed will have will be trained in the tools of how to make the most of these systems, how to how to make how to apply those um, broad uh, leaps that the human brain can make, um, you know, whether it be, you know, pulling the right and the left brain elements together in rapid fashion or in duality fashion uh, at the same time. And so those will be the skill sets. The skill sets will be individuals that actually, one, probably in the most basic way, just know how to use things, right? It'll be the same way the kids that dominated the internet era uh, succeeded. They were the first ones to learn how to build websites, things like that. Same thing with, with, with machine learning tools. However, I do believe that that will quickly evolve to how you bring various machine learning elements together and you draw even, even deeper understanding um, and insight from those things. So you've touched upon the idea of this ability to learn as one of the critical skills people need to be uh, future ready and also the understanding of how to best leverage machine learning. Are there other skills that you think people will require in order to be successful in the future? Uh, so, I mean, I, I touched on, on something fundamental at the beginning, which is we hear words like, oh, I want to empower my children. I want to give them the confidence to be successful. But we we truly need to make sure that we train people to court to 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 chart their own course in life that is not something that previous generations have truly parents don't even know how to do that you know it's very hard for people that will have perhaps followed the classic corporate role then they did their mba and they entered the workforce or a doctor they went to medical school they didn't their you know pathways are tried and true and and they may be tried still but true no more i mean i don't think they're going to stay and so that will be an area and skill that we'll have to really really develop it all comes down to the ability to define your own destiny and chart your course and really these are fundamental challenges of being human that are with us now and will take us through to the future. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, I feel one of the reasons why I created Canary in the first place was that people were very worried about what information was out there about them online or how they were presenting themselves. And the initial reaction by most humans is like, oh, well, it must be Google's fault or it must be Facebook's fault. or And there, there never was has ever been really a focus on, well, how do I like how how can i give them the tools to chart their own destiny and that's i think probably a huge huge driver for me in my life you can't simply expect organizations to to care for you and i think that the people that will succeed in the machine learning era will be the ones that don't allow machine learning to simply just take care of them the worry about machine learning is that you may dumb yourself down so much in the process. So take something, for example, as, uh, as learning a foreign language. Um, 
there will be absolutely no need to learn foreign languages in the future because there'll be so many tools that will assist us in those processes. However, the process of learning a foreign language is so important for how your brain works. And I hope in some ways we don't lose those things because even though they'll be perceived as probably like, oh, you know, I can only imagine trying to explain that to my 16 year old where he would be like, well, I don't need to learn this anymore. But you kind of need to build those things in your brain so you can make other connections of other things in the future. It's those foundational elements that are exactly. really critical for our, yeah. our latter growth. Matt, this is fantastic. I know our listeners would love to uh, also continue this conversation. Where might they be able to reach you at? You can always reach me at bant at canary.com. I also have a personal website, bant at bantbreen.com, and uh, our website is canary.com. And I'm an um, active LinkedIn individual, so you can always find me there as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and fantastic insights. And I look forward to this future world. And I'll take some of these initial first steps to start charting my own course and thinking about what I can do in this identity crisis of being human, some of the simple things that I can take today to really set myself and those around me up for future success. Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much for having us.